Hi and welcome to the fifth episode of Bits of Berlin. My name is Bodo. And I'm Tam. Today we're going to be using a couple German terms and we just want to clarify what those are right off the top of the podcast. The first one is um, one of the apps we're talking about, which is called Burgerbautstadt, and that can lo be loosely translated as citizens building the city. And the second one is Amsblatt, and Amsblatt is a government gazette, a publication that records the businesses and proceedings of a government. And we also talk a lot about open data, and we have a great explanation of what open data here is, courtesy of Wikipedia. Open data is the idea that certain data should be freely available to everyone to use and republish as they wish, without restrictions from copyright, patents or other mechanisms of control. And today we are sitting here with Klaus Hilfele. Hello. And we will talk about uh, Code4DE and Stolpersteine. Yeah, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So first off, maybe could you tell us what Code for Germany is and your involvement with it? Yeah. So um, Code for Germany, I think it was uh, founded by the Open Knowledge Foundation, um, which is an organization which cares about open data, open source. And they organize um, a code lab, a weekly code lab, where developers and designers get together and can meet and work together on uh, projects related to open data and open source. And I've been um, um, more more or less regular member of it um, um, with a couple of apps I'm, I'm developing as a side project. Mm -hmm. And among those uh, is the, the Stolpersteiner app I've developed. Okay. So they meet once a week in all cities throughout Germany, or um, are there a couple that are more popular? I, b I believe it exists in, in, in a number of cities now. Um, Berlin seems to be the, the largest group. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, once, once a month there is a... Um, so it's weekly, but once a month uh, there is a... Um, um, everyone uh, um, uh, talks about their project, so uh, new people can join and maybe have a look around what projects are there and which are interesting for them. Okay. Where does this happen in Berlin? Oh, it's uh, um, at Wikipedia, so they uh, it's at Wikipedia's offices, right? So they have nice, large uh, meeting rooms, so we get together. Mm. Okay, cool. And anybody can join um, this and come to a meeting and start hacking on an app with somebody and start contributing. Right, so either you can join a project or you can start um, your own project and maybe um, try to get people um, join you. Okay. So, um, but yeah, all of these projects are somehow related to open data, um, to this kind of um, um, project. And do you have any favorite projects at the moment at um, Code for DE? Um, 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 Bürgerbauchstadt is, is a very interesting one I think a popular one so I think that's very interesting for the citizens of Berlin to see uh, what's happening in their city that's a good example if, if I have a project and I want to join the, the Code for Germany is, are there rules or something Do, does the app has to follow rules is there, does it have to have a certain license or something Not, not really, not that I know of. I, I think the best way to, to start a project or to, to, to get into a code for Germany would be to, to come um, on, on that Monday where people introduce their projects and maybe you want to introduce your own project and then get started. I, I, there are no rules that I know of. Um, obviously, because it revolves around open data, then most people work on open source projects, mm -hmm. um, but it's, uh, it's basically up to you. 
And so the app that we're here to talk to you about today is the Stolperstein app. Right. So um, for people who don't know what Stolpersteins are, could you maybe say a little bit about what that is? Right. So um, the Stolperstein project was founded by an artist, Gunter Demnig, and um, he produces uh, little commemorative plaques, about 10 by 10 centimeters, and embeds them. They, they commemorate um, victims of the Nazi time. And um, so... Um, 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 people, they, they, these plaques, they are placed um, into the pavement in front of the houses where people uh, last lived. So, um, and the way this works is that um, some people are donating um, these these stones, and um, they research the biography of of those victims, mm -hmm. and uh, then they they kind of audit with the artist. So he comes around and um, creates the stone and puts um, puts it down. Mm -hmm. And together with this stone, there's a biography where you can read up on that person. I didn't realize that part, because I've seen the stones everywhere around Berlin, but I didn't realize that they had also been researched and that there was, like, someone was behind that stone looking into this person. Right. Uh, I think that's an important part that you also, at the very minimum, you need to research where this uh, person lived and, mm -hmm. and what um, she or he, he did. Mm -hmm. So the... the, the um, um, the stone also keeps um, um, has information on on what that person did um, and how how he might have died or how she might have died and um, yeah and uh, in in Berlin um, there's a there's actually a website with all those biography where available mm -hmm. and uh, this Stolpersteiner app it actually locates the stone but also links to that biography so you can read up on on more background information on that person yeah. How many of those plaques exist in Germany? I, uh, I'm a bit vague on number, but I think um, in Europe it's about 60,000 now. Oh, wow. wow. And uh, so in Berlin um, there are about uh, 6,000 of those. So Berlin, I think, is the city in Germany which has the most of them. Hamburg has around four or 5,000. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the artist, is he the only one going around then and placing these stones? So he's done all 60,000 or does he have a sort of a team going around? Right. So um, um, he um, he has a, um, a fellow artist who actually produces those. So mm -hmm. they they are handmade, and um, he's the person who usually um, puts those down in the, into the pavement. Okay. So uh, I understand in some cities, like he has some help, but usually he does that himself. Okay. So that um, also kind of limits how many stones are actually um, put down per year. Sure. But it makes it very personal, I think, as well. Like right. someone is taking the time to commemorate this single person. Right, right. I think that's really beautiful. So I think in, in Berlin, he comes to Berlin three or four times a year. So, uh, yeah. And um, you said that there's a website that has all of this information about the Stolperstein then. Right. So how does your app tie into that? And what exactly does your app then do? Right. So um, the, the the whole idea started when I actually moved to Berlin three years ago, and I I, I at that time I saw the Stolpersteiner the first time. I didn't know about this project before, mm. and I was wondering what what this is about and and try to to figure out more information about them. And the initial idea was actually to to get a list of those uh, Stolpersteiner from Wikipedia and actually put them on a map in the in the app. But there's actually an organization in Berlin that um, collects information about the Stolpersteiner, the Koordinierungsstelle Stolpersteiner Berlin. And um, so they have kind of, it's, it's uh, the, 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 
the stones are actually organized in different bezirks in Berlin. So local groups um, do this, but they are kind of coordinating with the artist and they have good information where all those stones are put down. And then I talked to them and uh, they were able to actually give me uh, uh, an up-to-date list of, 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 um, of the locations of them. Mm. And what my app does, it's basically um, it, it's showing all those stones on a, on a map. And you can zoom in where you are at the moment. You can see the, the, the stones around you. And then you can see what person uh, this stone is about. And uh, it, there's a link to the biographies you can read up on it. So if you walk down the roads and um, you see one of them, you can find out um, what this one is about. What's the workflow? So if, if there is a new stone in the city, you will you get an email saying, hey, here's a new stone, or how does it work? Yeah, uh, fortunately, um, the, the the organization here in Berlin they were able to to give me a, a machine readable um, list of of those stones, and they update it regular regularly. And uh, there are often new stones, obviously, but also corrections, like some um, some information are not up to date. And um, so, a regular kind of read this list into into my server and put. Put them uh, and put this list into a, um, a normalized format, and then my app can can read those um, that that list that and get the information from there. And currently, your app is only working for Berlin. And what was the other city? I've forgotten. There was uh, Bochum. Bochum, yeah. yeah. So initially, the idea was to extend the app to cover um, all of Germany. But uh, that's very difficult because um, it's always organized by, by local groups. Mm. And um, sometimes they have a very good list of, of, of the location. Sometimes they don't. And it's very time-consuming to contact everyone. Um, so currently, the, the idea is to have this up as a kind of template. It's, it's open source. And to say, if you live in a city and you're interested in, maybe you can use this up as a template and adapt it to your city. And uh, that's how um, the, the app for Bochum um, um, came to be. So they contacted me, me and said, um, we can provide the data, but could you please um, adapt the, the app to, to be specific to, to Bochum? And um, yeah, and um, so initially I started, I think, two years ago with, with an iPhone app for Berlin. And then I had a friend of mine, he started an Android version of, of, of the app. And um, yeah, there's a second city, uh, Bochum, and uh, we are um, talking about maybe um, having an app for Frankfurt as well. So if I live in a city that doesn't have an app yet, how do I find the people who are doing the stones in that city? Do I contact the artists or how does it work? Right. So, so on 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 the website for for on the artist's website, um, they have um, contact people for different cities, and if you Google like Stolperstein and the city name, usually you find the website of that local organization, and um, it usually takes this organization um, because they know exactly where the stones are located and then usually it needs someone who's more technical um, to actually you know bring it into a machine readable format and do all the integration yeah. so there's there's no no kind of centralized database because it's all um, organized in local groups but i think it's also kind of reflects the way um, the stolperstein project is set up it's not supposed to be very efficient or it's not supposed to be a machine that puts out stones um, very efficiently it's it's all locally organized and and handmade and uh, with great care yeah. 
So there's those local groups also um, take care of these plagues? They go around, check them and do stuff like that? Right. So um, actually, I think today is spring, um, start of spring, yeah. right? So that's always an occasion where, where people meet and actually... Um, and clean the stones because oh, yeah. they 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 get a little bit dirty, so they can um, they get polished. Or maybe uh, 9th of November would be an occasion where people go around and actually polish those the stones. Yeah, clean them up. So people who are members of these groups go around and do that together, or do individuals also sort of know that this is a time when this is done? Well, on, on Twitter, it's it's kind of um, a thing to, to, to get updates where, when this is happening. Um, I remember that um, the Koordinierungsstelle Stolpersteine, they organized actually guides around those stones. And uh, this was very interesting. And then they, they combined it with people actually um, cleaning the stones as well. Okay. So, uh, is vandalism a problem for, for the Stolpersteine? Mm -hmm. Yeah, in, in parts of Berlin, there have been like people put uh, color or paint on 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 them, which is hard to get off. So there's some, some stones have been stolen, right? Um, so there is vandalism, but uh, it's it's kind of in check, I would say. Um, yeah, they, they usually get replaced very quickly, and um, but it also yeah it reflects how people think about uh, national socialism right yeah so um i think that's the idea of the stones to actually um, have this discussion alive and yeah. so can anybody contribute to the stolperstein app at the moment i mean it's open source right so right well if 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 you're in berlin or if you want to come to berlin you can always meet me at uh, code for for germany and um, yeah if you have ideas that's that's would be easy way to to get started If you want to adapt it to a new city or maybe uh, contribute some new features like guides would be, I think, a great, great thing to have. And um, it's always, um, yeah, you also need the content. It's not only the, the, the technical ability, but you need to, someone has to actually write a guide or you yeah, need to get that from somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, but I think this also makes it interesting that it's not only about um, um, programming, but also about yeah, getting in contact with people and um, mm -hmm. getting into the um, backgrounds of, of what the Stolperschein is about. All right, so now um, we're here with Magdalena Nofke and Jochen Klar, and they are also from Code for Germany, working on Burger Bautstadt. So thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. <laughs> um, so before we get started talking about your app, can you explain a little bit about your involvement with Code for Germany? So yeah, Code for Germany started like roughly a year ago. And um, yeah, I think Magda was asked because of her, uh, of her involvement in Burger Bautstadt, that she be a lab lead mm -hmm. for the Berlin OK Lab. And so we both started to um, to go there every every Monday. Um, now it's Monday, every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And uh, after some time, I started to become a lab lead myself and started organizing stuff. Okay. Yeah. So what is a lab lead then? It's kind of the person who is responsible to, to get the key to the room and, okay. and do the... <laughs> Okay. So the paperwork was was collecting money and, and that stuff. Okay, okay. So it's basically like the the, the person who's locally responsive. Yeah, and who's organizing like, the meetings. Yeah. And um, do you have any favorite projects um, from Code for Germany at the moment? Mm, well, of course, we like the Bürgerwaldstadt project, <laughs> but um, they are also also like the other ones. I think there's the Stolpersteine, which you already introduced, but yeah. there's also like this. 
one app about um oh it's hard to explain it's for farmers and citizens they can like um get in touch to each other and then you can like get local agricultural products from them mm -hmm. um yeah that's also one of my favorite projects and there was one about the temple of Afeld, which i really liked which was picked up by um, a Berlin newspaper and um when this when there was this participation thing about the temple of Afeld, you could like really really well see how what is planned there mm -hmm. and i really like that project there's also a, a project about like uh, what minerals are in your drinking water i oh. think that's from Heilbronn or from ulm so this is a small, the small app which which gathers uh, available data from the from the local government, mm -hmm. and you can see how much of the different minerals are there, and compare to to like um, com compared your water from the tap to to mineral water you can get in the supermarket. Oh, that's interesting. It's a little bit scary, maybe. <laughs> so, um, okay, so your app Burgerbautstadt, what exactly is it, and what does it do? Well, it's kind of it's a maybe a little bit hard to explain in english because it has like several like really german names in it <laughs> and but it's about i think i think almost all countries have it like when something is planned um there's like some time when people or citizens are allowed to participate mm -hmm. and it's really hard to find those information when can you go where to get this information and um this is what bürgerbautstadt is about like there's something um, being planned should be built maybe a park or a kindergarten or maybe also something that you don't want like i don't know like industrial site or something mm -hmm. and um, there are some plans hidden in some administration uh, offices and you can go there and look at them and give them give your opinion on it it's a law mm -hmm. and um, we wanted to make this more transparent and this is what Bürgerbadstadt is about Okay, so it's about enabling citizens to comment on construction sites happening in their yes. area and say whether or not they want this to actually happen or make suggestions for ways it can yeah, be different so, then? So it's the, basically the, it's not that much about the actual commenting. Mm -hmm. It's more like, like um, making visible on what, one, what, on what sites you can comment on. Okay. Because this is, I mean, this, this, um, This procedure is like highly structured, and you have like given timeframes where you can contribute. Mm -hmm. And but these timeframes are published in a in a, a thing called Amtsblatt. Mm -hmm. So and, and nobody reads that. Mm -hmm. So it's like the the, the official uh, like kind of the official uh, publication for for laws and for public announcements and these things. Mm -hmm. And um, so so we want to to make these basically these timeframes visible. So okay. you, that you that you have this information at the time when you can actually participate. Oh, okay. And not like see like a few years later when this apartment house is built mm -hmm. that oh I could have I could have uh, said something three years ago. Okay, so it's less about seeing what is being worked on right now in the city. It's more about seeing what is being worked on that I have the possibility to yeah. influence. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, and how long have you been working on the app for? Well, we started, um, about two years ago, I think. And there was like this, um, you know, it was like an idea competition and <clears throat> I, I handed in this idea for this and got like, like a three month scholarship to, um, build it. And that was when it was started. 
And then we both started like, well, me, I was like starting working. You already worked <laughs> like because I did that at the end of university. So I was still a student when I started it. And so I didn't have that much time to work on it. But with a, um, with this code for Germany starting again or so starting, I started also to work on the project much more. And you also like. Yeah, so this, this okay lab is like every week. Mm -hmm. So you have kind of a regular basis for, um, I mean, for, for us, it's kind of an hobby project. Mm -hmm. So, and you, you need to find time in your, in your weekly schedule besides the job and everything else. Right. And we, we then use these, um, okay lab, uh, every Wednesdays to, to, to work on this more. And actually we found also, uh, other contributors who, who helped us with, with, yeah, getting the data into the system and. So do you have a, quite a large team then working on this at the moment? Or? No, I wouldn't say large. It's basically two, two other two, okay. persons. Okay, so four of you in total then. Okay. How does it work? Um, how do you get the data that you display on the site then? Do you go to the cellar somewhere and <laughs> get the Amtsblatt? Uh, kind of. <laughs> um, so we started off like it was really hard. I mean, we had this idea. As I said, we started with this competition and um, we had this idea. We didn't really like look, can we really get this the data? We just said, oh, we will get the data. So it was kind of hard to get this done. Um, and in the first place, we, we found some like... Um Yeah, like NGOs who like who, who, who are like uh, want to protect nature, and yeah, and they are like um, they are always involved in those kind of um, in those kind of projects, and they want to see what's being planned, and so they select all this data from the Amtsblatt, and um, they have like a list, and they start to send that list to us as well. So okay. that's how it started, but then later on, like um, the city. Um, published uh, some um, geo geodata so we now um, also use the geodata of the city and also still um, manually is like adding stuff from the Amtsblatt. so you still have people reading the Amtsblatt? yes <laughs> okay and how often does the Amtsblatt be published is it monthly is it weekly it's weekly okay so you have someone reading this thing every week, checking yes. for new yeah. stuff and putting it online. I, I found some. Uh, it's actually me. <laughs> okay. So, um, um, I've, but I found some like different ways to get all the information, and um, yeah. So I, it's actually kind of weird in Berlin. You have to like pay for it to get like a digital version of the Amtsplatz. So, but I didn't want to get this because I think I shouldn't have to do this. So I found like different ways, like having like. I don't know, newsletter and stuff. Okay, and then you get the information and then you put it online and I as a visitor can open the site and see what's happening in my neighborhood. Exactly. Okay. And um, you could also like, um, you can like sign sign for a newsletter and you can say, I'm interested in this district, Charlottenburg maybe, or Tempelhof or Neukölln or whatsoever. And then you get odd then you get an email as soon as something is new in there. So you don't have to go on the site every like day or every week. So you get this automatically. So you get a notification, hey, yeah. there's something going on yeah. in your neighborhood. Look yes. into it. Yeah. Okay. And then um, what's actually on the site? Is there the, the, the text from the Amtsblatt on the site? Yeah, but you basically see when you open the page, is a map of Berlin, like a Google map-like um, from, from OpenStreetMap. Uh, and with little little markers at the places where these um, uh, where the sites are, where this yeah. uh, participation is possible. Yeah. 
And um, then you can, I mean, you can zoom in and zoom out like you can do on usual maps. And you can, can click on the markers and then you get to a kind of a detail page where you have basically all the information we extracted from the Amtsblatt and from the geoportal of the city of Berlin. And there you also have the, the actual links to the, to the web pages from the districts with the information where you can go to make yourself heard, basically. So, Do you also have the dates for public hearings and stuff like that? Exactly. Yeah, we okay. also have that. So, yeah. But it's usually like, like an like a, a office hours from the uh, people who are responsible. Okay. And do you have people forming activism groups or stuff like that around that? Um, we started this like um, I think about a month ago or something. We we added like you can like put comments now in there, and so that was the idea. So that like if there is like an initiative, like they could put their link in there. But we haven't really pushed it too much because we are a little bit afraid of all the moderation. As yeah, because we, we we it's as we said it's like done in our free time. Like yeah. it's a hobby project, but. I mean, at the moment, yes, you can like use this commenting stuff to, um, form for, yeah, to get involved like with other groups also. I think we're not on a level where we get like uh, thousands of visitors and and people are really um, noticing this this uh, this this page. But maybe in the future. Yeah, you totally should. It's a really important project for people living in Berlin, seeing what's happening around them and stuff like that. Then you're doing it on your own right now. So can you? Do you need help? People reading the Amtsblatt or people submitting code? Um, people reading the Amtsblatt would be like really helpful, I guess. Um, yeah, submitting code. And also, like, it would be would be good if, if on the page there would be a bit more explanation about the, the whole process. Yeah. So so if somebody with a background in, in, in urban planning would contribute, that would also be nice. And of course, to what basically what we are what we are not very good at is um this whole public relations thing let's say making making the thing uh, known in the yeah. in the in the public that is also one thing we are we're missing off basically if i want to help you what's the process do i join you on the regular monday meetings you could yes okay <laughs> that would be the easiest thing yeah. okay so if i'm interested i just go to the monday meetings and then you are there and i say hello I want to help you. I love reading the Amtsblatt. Or I love to, yeah. 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 Okay, that's great. And uh, but also, I mean, if you don't have time on Monday, you can uh, contact us on the usual uh, channels, and we have a GitHub page, and and you also get an email on the on the page itself. And do you have examples where you actually helped people already? People saying, "I hey, I didn't knew that before. I stumbled up." on this because of your site? Uh, I actually got, um, once I got an email from an um, initiative, like they, they lived, they were like near this one project and they found it really interesting that this page exists. One thing I was uh, wondering about is when I go to the site, there, there are not as many markers as I expected there to be. Isn't that because these are only the active markers yes. where you can participate? Yes. Okay. So we also display like the the markers basically from a, in, in gray. There are the markers from up to three months ago. Okay. So that we have a bit more stuff on the page. Yeah. But uh, basically, in the in the database, there are like three thousand places or so. 
but but that's because we have all the data from uh, early 2000s so it's also kind of a thing how this whole process of bebauungspläne works so it's not we don't have the basically the spot for every construction site there is in Berlin. Yeah. It's also basically when when this whole process only comes into place when when something has changed basically in the in the regular schedule what can be built in a place. So when you have a residential area and you want to build a I don't know an office building there yeah. then you need such a process. But if you just want to have an apartment house in a residential area then this is, you can just build it. So this is the thing why it's not every every construction site there. Okay, just the ones where you can participate in. Yeah. Okay. And how's, how does the process work when I try to participate? I, I go to your site, see, ah, there's something in my neighborhood and I want to participate. I go to the hearings and I go to the office hours. and You can either do that or um, sometimes they have like um, like forms on their websites and you can like type in your what you think about it and yeah. that's actually not not really a high threshold to get there and to participate but yeah it's just not known that it's there okay so i don't need a lawyer or something i just go there and talk with them and try yeah. to influence them yeah <laughs> now you probably you go there and they have like i, th I think it's probably uh, really somewhere in the basement yeah. and you and you um they 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 put all the plans there like if you if you don't use the internet form and yeah. you go there and they have like all these these folders and stuff and you look at it and then um they i think they have like um printed out forms and you fill them in and then you can leave them there i think this is how it works But I just imagine, like, if I were to go down into the basement of some amp somewhere and look at all these forms and then um, fill out some sort of form saying, like, no, I don't want this there, um, what happens then? Is this, like, is it sort of like a petition? Or what happens to all of that information that then, where does that go to then maybe change what happens in this certain place? Well, they have to kind of in the neck in the in the further uh, like planning, they have to involve all this um, this feedback. But I I mean, it's still like a black box. You don't know really sure. what's happening in there. Yeah. And um, but um, I think at some point they have to send you like um, like feed if you like handed something in, they have to send you some feedback on it and um, say like what did they think of it and. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bits of Berlin. Usually we have an events section at the end of our podcast, but Eastern is coming up and we advise you to close your laptops and go out, enjoy the sun, meet your family and your friends. Yeah, thanks so much for listening and have a wonderful Easter. Bye. Bye.